0: And uh, so I want you to help me to welcome all those who are tuning in online today, wherever you are. We're so glad to have you with us, sharing with us, wherever you are. Just put it in the chat and uh, thank you for, for being with us here today. How many can say we're in crazy times in our world uh, we are going through the 23rd Psalm for seven weeks is what it looks like. It's going to take us to go through phrase by phrase uh, each week through the 23rd Psalm, which is probably the most popular um, scripture in all of the Bibles. a matter of fact, I was watching a crime show the other night. We were sitting as a family watching this crime show, and sure enough, they quote 23rd Psalm. Part of the twenty-third psalm, and I thought, there it is. There's my text again, and so uh, you you hear it all over. But a lot of times we hear it at funerals, but it's not just for funerals. It's for life. Uh, is for helping us to get through life. And here's what we're doing. We're going through verse by verse. We don't always uh, teach exactly this way. This is called expository preaching, if you want to know the terminology. And uh, what we do is go phrase by phrase and just kind of looking through, breaking it down slowly, slowing down the pace. Uh, It is not the method that Jesus used when he preached or taught. He would often use object lessons. He would often just pull a kid over and start teaching on how y'all ought to to be like this kid. Uh, Y'all ought to have hearts like this. And so uh, sometimes he'd use a coin, Uh, sometimes he'd use a tree or use birds and and different things. And so, uh, but what we're doing is uh, not topical, that would be more topical preaching on a topic, but we're doing a teaching expository style through this. So it's important to know a few things. One is who's the author of the passage that we're reading, that would be David, as in King David, as in David slew Goliath David, all right? Everybody with me? And so uh, that's who wrote this. He had been a shepherd boy, one of eight boys in the family, the youngest, and uh, was tending to sheep, but he did not write this, scholars believe, when he was tending the sheep. Instead, this is later in life as he recalls those memories of being out in the fields with the sheep. And he looks to the Lord for comfort because at this point in his life, his son has developed a coup to take over the government, to take it away from him. And David is actually on the run for his life. Uh, It's a civil war that is going on in the nation of Israel. It's one of the darkest times in all of David's life, and in the midst of that darkness, he writes this. And so I just feel like some of you may be going through some darkness. If you're going through some darkness online, just, just type it in the chat, or put a raised hand emoji, or something like that, because a lot of us, have either gone through, well, I'll tell you this, you either are going through a dark time, you're headed to a dark time, or you just came out of one, all right? Because we're all all going to wind up in a dark season of life. And so uh, we're going to read the 23rd Psalm every week together from the new international Version And so if you have a Bible, go ahead and open it up. Uh, this is the latest translation of the NIV, and it is the most popular uh, translation. So let's stand to our feet in honor of God's word once again. And hopefully after seven weeks of this, which will lead us up to Easter, by the way, By Easter, you will have the 23rd Psalm memorized. Let's read it together. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And all God's people say, amen. Amen. You may be seated. All right. Over this last week also, we had our friend with us. And um, last week, he did not have a name, and I just felt like that's terrible, you know, that that he doesn't have a name. And so I said, somebody help me uh, name him, and I thought he was going to be Sherman the sheep, but we had a last-minute vote that happened, and his name is Pabs. Which is Babs, <laughs> okay? But anyway, uh, Babs, okay, this is, this is Babs, all right? So I, I'm not gonna do that long A every time I refer to Babs. Uh, but um, it, it's a personal relationship that the sheep have with the shepherd. And David says, that's what the Lord has, Last week we looked at, if you weren't here last week, I would encourage you to go back and watch that message in its entirety uh, so that you can understand the Lord is my shepherd. He's mine, not just a shepherd, not just the shepherd, but he's my shepherd. And today we're going to look at how David says, he makes me lie down and rest. And, and this rest is not working for rest. Instead, it's a position of coming from rest. And that's a big difference. And, and so we're going to look at, at rest today. Some of your worst, some of my worst decisions were made when we were tired, right? Right? You know, you're you're exhausted, maybe mentally, maybe physically, maybe emotionally, maybe all the above, and you dated somebody you should not have dated. You went out. You called back. You purchased something. You gave in. uh, You went drinking with your friends, and bad things happened you know we we live it's interesting when we're talking about rest because we live in a culture that thrives on exhaustion you know if you ever noticed i i sometimes i want to just do a survey uh of when you ask people how you doing right how you doing and and a lot of people you know won't tell you how it really is anyway uh you know and maybe you got one of those friends that you, and you, you don't ask them unless you got a lot of time on your hands, right? Come on, let's just be honest. You, you, you just kind of, hmm, okay. I don't know if I want to ask or not. But, but, but most people, most people will say something like this. They'll say, busy. I'm busy. Just so Busy. And and I think one of the good things that maybe happened in the pandemic situation over the last couple of years has been maybe some of you had to change your pace. You no longer had an office to go to. You no longer had the situation. Now, at the same time, I I don't want to make the mistake or imply that everybody had it easy over the last two years, because especially medical people I know have put in long, extra, hard, challenging, difficult hours. If anyone... Come on, let's just give it up for those who serve in medical... Emergency response, whatever that looks like. Yeah, uh, I, I know there's been a lot of hard things. But, but here's the problem with some of us, and I'll just admit this is me. My identity comes from my exhaustion. You know, I, the harder I work, the better I feel about myself. Anybody going to leave me up here alone today? Come on. Is there anybody else like that? You know, maybe workaholic or former workaholic, uh, and, and my my feeling of worth comes from my productivity, and, and so when you decide to stay home or go to the lake or something like that, it affects me emotionally, okay? I'll just let you know. <laughs> that probably won't keep you from going, but it, it just I, I'm just telling you it it does, and I have to watch that. Because that's not right. My worth is not the attendance of Crossroads Church. See, my my worth comes from God and who he is, and the same thing for you as well. And that's the reason why some of us, we need to lay down. God says you need to lay down and rest. And isn't it interesting, remember the creation God created man on what day? Sixth day. Sixth day, okay? What happened the seventh day? Rest. So the first day man had was rest. What are we doing today, God? You know, we got stuff to do. We got, you know, some chores to do or whatever. And God said, yeah, we're just gonna chill today. We're just going to rest. And it's interesting that the very first thing he, he says for man to do is to rest. And, and I think with the exhaustion of some in this pandemic, and maybe trying to reinvent yourself, reinvent your business, trying to you know, deal with things and then racial tension that maybe uh, you, you've you been caught up in and, and, and anxious about and politics and a cancel culture, uh, all, all of the tension that's out there and world crises and, and, and things that are going on, I want you to know, some of you, God brought you here today. God put you online today to tell you to rest, to rest. So that sounds good, doesn't it? How do we do it? Let's read something from Jesus, all right? Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Here are the words of Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Anybody fall in those categories? And I will give you what? Rest. Jesus promises rest. Rest to us. I want you to understand Christianity is not about what you do. Christianity is all about what's been done for you. That's what it's all about, is, is Jesus has done the heavy lifting, all right? He, he's accomplished it. We're going to look at this on Easter, but he, he's finished the work. He's finished it. It's over. Game over. Anybody ever have any friends that, that it's like game over, and then they want to change the rules? You ever had somebody like that? Like, oh, oh hey, uh, best two out of three. What? We didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best. Oh, It's always best two out of three. It's like, no, it's not. And, and you say that up front. And, and, and anybody like that? You know, and, and so, it, it bugs you when somebody is like acting like, no, it's not game over. And that's how some of us in our Christian faith do. See, we think, okay, well, Jesus did that, but now I got to do some stuff too. No, friend, you don't have to do anything. There's nothing you can add to what Jesus already did. He did it all. He did it all. And so, how does he do this? How does he make us to lie down? How do you make a sheep lie down? How how do we get Babs to lie down, huh? How how do we accomplish that? How do do we get bedtime? Any any young parents in the house? Any young parents watching? I'm telling you, bedtime was one of the times I, I was like, Okay, I do not like being a parent. Anybody with me? Because it, it was a battle. It's like, girl, go to bed. You are seven. You need sleep. I need sleep, you know? And I, I can't rest. I know you're resting. And, and, and so, you know, the parent, you know, you get the room dark you get everything quieted down. You tuck them in, maybe read or something. And there's nothing worse than the phone ringing, right? Am I right? You know, I, I remember when the phone was on the wall? Anybody remember that? <laughs> uh, and, and and you couldn't control it. You couldn't silence it or whatever. And, and on, you had it because you never knew who was gonna call. And, and some, it's like. It is flipping bedtime right now. Do you not know what time it is? I have finally got her. And then she'd be like, who called? It's like, it doesn't concern. She had like bionic ears, you know, just always hearing stuff and whatever. And and here's what what the psalmist says, and here's where we're going to go today. The shepherd takes, just like we learned last week, it's up to the shepherd to help the sheep to not want. Today we learn it is up to the shepherd to help the sheep to rest. And and so I told you a couple books that I'm reading and have been reading for this series, one of those is A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23 by Philip Keller. And in that book, I'm, I'm just gonna take right out of the book today, Four requirements that he says. He, he was a shepherd, and so he was out there. He understood what David's talking about. Last week, we talked about how most of us don't understand this because we're not a shepherd. We're not related to a shepherd. And he says there's four requirements for a sheep to have to have in their life in order to To experience rest. So if you're taking notes, here's how to live at rest. The first thing that Babs needs, all right, is freedom from fear. Freedom from fear. See, sheep live with a lot of fear. Because we learned last week, they've got a lot of enemies, there's lions, there's bears, there's all kinds of things. They've, they've got a lot of enemies. And they're easy targets because they can't defend themselves, you know? They're not going to, you know, taekwondo the lion or the, the bear or whatever or turn around and kick the lion in the head and the lion goes running off. No, that's not what happens. Dinner is what happens, Right? Dinner for the lion is what happens. And so the sheep know it. And so here's what the sheep do. The sheep are looking. They're they're just constantly looking because they think something's going to eat me. Something's about to eat me. Something's out there. Something's coming. Something's on its way. Something's going to eat me. And here's, here's what this looks like. It looks like a lot of you who think something's happening. Something's going to go wrong today. So I bet I'm going to lose my job. I bet my kids are going to struggle. I, I bet this guy, is that that thing coming back? What, what's going on in my life? And we're so filled with fear we can't sleep. And that's exactly what the sheep are. They'll never sleep as long as they have fear going on. And listen, the only time they relax is when they can see the shepherd. When they see the shepherd, then they can relax. I wonder how many of us need to see the shepherd today. How, I wonder how many of us are seeing too much CNN and too much Fox and too much social media and too many other things, and we're watching that, and then we wonder why we can't rest. Hello? Hello? Here's here's what happens is they feel like while I'm resting, someone's watching. The shepherd's watching. Psalm chapter four, verse eight. I love how this says it. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. Why? How? For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Isn't that good? Some of you need to put that next to your bed. When's the last time that you really rested? Here's how how to remedy that. Quit looking at the situation and start looking at the shepherd. Quit quit looking at what might be, what could be, and worrying about things. I saw the other day where worry worry works like this. We worry over about 85% of things that don't happen. Don't even happen. There's things that do happen, though. I want to read you a story. Deb Heffernan's a part of our congregation, and she says, I've been through many trials and journeys in my lifetime. God has always been with me, no matter how difficult the journey through the valley. His love for me has never failed. Has it been easy? No. Many years ago, my mother died from cancer. During that time, my husband's job ended. And we had two kids in college. I was working two jobs to keep up with the expenses while he was setting up his own business, all the while traveling back and forth to care for my mother. Four months later, as I sat in the doctor's office, I was told that I had breast cancer and needed to have surgery. The Lord carried me through the journey of my mother, and now the C word was going to try to crush me again. How was I going to be able to help my family and go through the treatments? I remember that day, down on my knees, praying for God to heal me and help me, yet through another journey. Every day was a struggle physically and emotionally. I didn't know how I would get through this, but he never Failed me. I trusted him. On the difficult recovery days and the days when I felt good, his love surrounded me every day. I never doubted that he was with me. So I took things one day at a time. In March of 2020, the love of my life would go home to be with the Lord. It was the most difficult time of my life. My heart was shattered and I was at the lowest point that I'd ever experienced. I prayed and prayed for the Lord to take away the pain. Then COVID happened. I couldn't be with my family and those I loved. How was I going to get through all this alone? I was not alone. The Lord was with me every day, taking me one step at a time through the grief journey. Did I cry? Yes. Did I feel lonely? Yes. Did I want to be with my family in person? Yes. Did I cry out to the one who could heal me? Yes. Every day and every day I could feel his presence taking each step with me. It was like baby steps, but they were going forward. Trust him trust him, was all I could say. On Easter Sunday of 2021, Pastor Craig was talking about giving our concerns over to God, to not hold back, but completely give everything to him. That Sunday morning, I did. I haven't looked back since and have had a peace that passes all Understanding, We may continue to have journeys in the valley, but he will always be by our side. And if we give our cares to him, he will make our yoke light, just as his word says, and give us rest in April 2021. I went for my usual mammogram and it came back with three areas of concern. I asked the Lord to walk with me again and to help me trust him just as I always do. After waiting six months... My next exam proved no growth or issue with any of the areas. In January, a lump was found that had never been shown before. I prayed that the Lord would journey me through another valley and keep me focused on him and not on my situation. Though all the following, through all the following tests, none came back with cancer. God is so faithful. He has given me the ability to trust him with every situation. It doesn't mean that the journey is going to be easy, but it does mean that he will be with me loving. Caring and giving me strength and rest. Is he good all the time? Absolutely. Isn't that awesome? Here's what Paul had to say about fear. In Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear. What's he given us? A spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. He's given us a sound mind. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know, I know, I know, I know that I know he watches over me. How many are with me on that? I can rest. I can rest. Here's the second thing that sheep have to have. They have to have freedom from friction. Freedom from friction. Now, here's what he means by that. Here's what Keller means by friction, is is sometimes the sheep don't get along. Can you imagine? There's friction with the sheep. You know, sometimes there's drama with the sheep. All the sheep are at rest, but one has drama. (laughs) And as long as one sheep has drama, all the sheep have drama. (laughs) Because They're over here stomping around, kicking around, and all anxious and all whatever, and all all the other sheep, what are they doing? They they can't rest because we got drama going on. How many have had some drama going on? You got a drama. Don't point at them, but you got a drama person in your family, you know, your friends or whatever. And, and while, you know, you're trying to calm everything down, all of a sudden, man, this drama starts coming out. God intended his people to rest, to have rest. And I don't believe there's ever been a time where we needed help with our drama than today. We even, if we don't have enough drama, we got drama devices, right? We can borrow from somebody else's drama. (laughs) Well, I didn't know that. Let me text something right now, you know? Let me hop in on that. You already had enough drama. What are you doing? You already had enough mess going on. Why are you hopping into that mess? You were already wound up tighter than a drum, and now you're getting involved in somebody else's stuff. Let it, let let me just, in the words uh, of Frozen, let it go, (laughs) right? (laughs) Let it go. Give some grace. We live, listen, cancel culture is not the culture of Jesus. When do you ever read the Bible and find Jesus canceling people? I'm done with that one. I'm out of here. Forget it. Oh. You know what resolves the friction, the tension? When the sheep are all stirred up, you know what happens? The shepherd shows up. And he'll come over and stand by the sheep that's having drama. And the the sheep straightens out. All of a sudden, the sheep, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't causing anything. <laughs> no, no, well, I, I don't know who that was. That was, that was Sherman. <laughs> I, I was Sherman over there. That was who was doing that. Uh, that's not me. Because the shepherd, he'll get down to business. The shepherd comes and he's going to straighten it out. And let me tell you something, the Lord wants to come and help you to straighten out the drama in your life and put it to rest so you can lay down and rest in him. Instead of you trying to solve all your problems, why don't you give your problems today to the Lord? Why don't you give them to him? You know, he comes over, and, and, and what's, what's going on? Well, well, I'm, I'm leaving the church. They, somebody looked at me crossways, you know. The preacher, they, they, they didn't preach what I wanted. So I'm out of here. They, they didn't sing what I wanted to sing. They, am I getting anywhere today? Listen, I want to say to somebody, if you're looking for a reason to not go to church, you'll find one. You'll find one. You know, they they just want my money or whatever. Well, that doesn't keep you from going to the ball game. All they want's your money. They don't even care if you show up. It's nice, but you know, pay the ticket. And 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 the mall, Target, wherever. You're you're nails, whatever they are, nails, what, what? ladies, help me, nail salonist, what is, what is she, what is, what are, nail stylist or something, you know, that, that, your tattoo artist, I don't know what you got, but, but let me tell you something, if you said, hey, I, hey, hey, I, I just wonder if it'd be all right if I don't pay today, <laughs> and we still be friends, and all, no, no, no. See, and, and so he comes, and he helps us to adjust to the strains, right? We're, we got family things and whatever, and well, did you know what they said and whatever? And the shepherd says, "Hey, what are we focused on here. And his presence brings peace, right? How many know our answer to peace is not more government? It's, it's not more media. It, it's not more news. It, listen, how many know the cure for racism, the cure for division, the cure for all that ills our culture is Jesus. Say his name with me. Jesus. Come on. It's Jesus. We need more Jesus. Here, here's the next thing it is, is they've got to have freedom from this. They've got to have freedom from pests. Okay. Pests. Because the, the sheep can't hardly do anything. And, and, and sometimes what will happen is these little, little insects, these little bothersome insects will get around the sheep. And, and they just bug the sheep and the sheep are stomping and they're carrying on and, and, and running through the thicket trying to get them off and trying to, you know, and, and they're not at rest. And, and as long as those pests are there, and, and you just have a hard time, you have a hard time seeing the the pests, don't you? You know, we've been to Florida several times, and and uh, you know, I I, I I love being able to vacation and things like that. But we were at a at a spot; it was it was close to the ocean. And I'm laying at the pool, and it is good. How many know life is good, right? You know? And I'm laying there, life is good. And then later, my wife says, what are all those red bumps on your legs? And I said, what? And she said, I looked down, I had all kinds of... I looked like I was getting the measles. (laughs) And you know what they were? no seams. no se- You people in Florida, you know what they are. They're de- demon-possessed little insects. They're from hell itself. They just come up right out of hell and, and get on you and bite you, and you don't even know it. You don't see it. You don't feel it. It's not like a mosquito. It's not like it's a, this little teeny tiny thing, and they will mess with you. They will mess with you. And how many know sometimes it's the small things, right? It's the small things that can cause big problems. And that's why we need a shepherd who not only takes care of the big things, but he can take care of the small things, right? And and so here's what happens is, and we'll get to this in a few more weeks as well, but, but the shepherd, if he sees that, if he know, and he's noticing, a good shepherd, and last week we learned, John 10, 11, you have a good shepherd. And the good shepherd, he, he's not just kicked back, waiting, you know. Oh, no, no, he's walking through the sheep. How's everybody doing? And he sees old Babs over here, all right, and says, hmm, You got, oh, that's why you're upset and all. You got these insects trying to mess with you. Here, let me get some oil out. And and let me get some oil on you and and keep those insects away from you. And and that's what David says he would do. He He would, and listen, oil, by the way, in the Bible is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And, and so the good shepherd says, I know what'll help you with those small little things. If you get the Holy Spirit on you, you won't be bothered by the small things anymore. Can somebody give me a good amen out there, right? If you get the Holy Spirit on you, and, and we'll talk more about this again in a few weeks, how he anoints our head with oil, but, but sometimes it's so bad That that he will actually dip the sheep in the oil. And I just want to say to somebody today, some of you, you don't need just a little bit of the Holy Spirit. You need to be dipped into the Holy Spirit. How many have been dipped into the Holy Spirit? You know what I'm talking about, where the Holy Spirit comes on you. Jesus said, when he comes on you, he'll give you power, power. And here's the last thing. The sheep, oh, Babs, he he can't rest either if he's hungry. If he's hungry. How many can identify with Babs, right? If I'm hungry. Let me tell you something. If I'm hungry, it's over. (laughs) I'm not going to bed because I'm going to get right up. I, I've got to at least have me something. And, and usually, it used to be ice cream and cookies, but, but I got my triglycerides checked a few years ago, and it's no longer that. It's a cup of yogurt now. And uh, if I can have that cup of yogurt, I can go to bed. I'm not hungry. And, and as long as the sheep are hungry, they're not going to rest. But here's what the good shepherd does. The good shepherd knows that. And the good shepherd says, mm, I gotta take care of your belly. That's my responsibility. It's my responsibility to feed you. And, and so he comes along, look at Philippians chapter four, verse 19, how Paul puts it. And my God will meet, how many? All, All your needs according to the riches of his glory. In Christ Jesus. And I want to say to somebody today, your greatest need is spiritual food. It's spiritual food. See, earthly food, that that helps, that satisfies for the moment. But what we need greater than that is spiritual food. And I just want to say, some of you may be starving. Some of you watching watching today. You're starving spiritually. And here's here's what Keller said in his book. He said, some shepherds, they don't take care of their sheep well, and they don't lead them into the green pastures so that they can get full and, and so they can be at rest. And what happens is, is they're in this weedy area and they're just eating weeds and little, barely anything on the ground and all over in the Middle East. And and they can't hardly find any food. And so then at night, when they need to be settled down, they're still stirred up because the shepherd didn't take care of them. And he said, I was never like that. He said, I always took care of my sheep. I always would lead them to where I knew they'd eat and eat and eat until they were satisfied. And then they'd be able to rest. And I want somebody to know, you've got a good shepherd that's going to lead you where you need to go. So why are some of you feasting on weeds Why are some of you in pastures that cannot satisfy? Why are you going to places that only leave you empty? Why are you hanging with people that that are dry and dead and desolate when the shepherd wants to lead you into lush green pastures? green pastures. I think we've got a picture of a typical look of the Middle East. This is close to Bethlehem. And this would be an area where sheep would have to try to find food. And they'd look around and look around and look around and they'd not be able to be satisfied. And so when this verse says that the shepherd makes me lie down In green pastures, they're green only because the shepherd tended to it. And and so what happens is, is the shepherd comes along and he takes and he starts moving rock. He starts moving rock. He starts pulling weeds. He starts digging and finding a Well. He starts looking around at where he can get other water sources from. And before long, what happens is he turns it into green pastures. But let me tell you something. The sheep didn't do it. The shepherd did it. The shepherd provided for them. That, see, it's not natural For them to be able to find the green pastures and to stay there. But here's what happens the shepherd leads them, guides them, and makes for them green. Pastures how many are glad you have someone watching over you that has prepared for you who has done all the preparation work who has he here he knows yeah you, you, we get excited we get oh what am I going to do I, I lost my job I, I lost my job let me tell you something he's got another one oh what am I going to do about this doctor uh you know what the, what the doctor said and all he's got a... He's got something for you. He's got a place for you, a place of rest for you. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fret. You don't have to be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make your requests known unto God and the peace that passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts in Christ Jesus. We have a good shepherd who supplied a green pasture where you can find rest. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today And in a culture of worry and fret, we don't have to. We don't have to live like that. We don't have to live like the culture. We don't have to worry and rub our hands together, get all worked up emotionally, stir up our whole family, get caught up in drama. We we don't have to live like that if we keep our eyes on you. So God today, help us to focus. Maybe you're here or maybe you're watching online. You'd be honest enough to say, hey, I've lost focus. Uh, You know, you're talking about watching a little too much TV or or getting caught up in social media or whatever. Or maybe it's just phone conversations with family or friends or whatever. Maybe it's talk at work and drama and whatever. And, and, And you got caught up in that. But today, you say, I want my eyes on the shepherd. I don't want to get caught up in drama. I don't want to get caught up in what the world gets caught up in. I, I want to make sure my focus remains on the good, good shepherd. How many are with me on that? You raise your hand all over this room. Yeah, there's a lot of us that need to refocus today. Yeah, online, just stretch your hand toward the screen if that's you. Father in heaven, I pray that you help us today to refocus. It's so easy to get unfocused. Unfocused. And to get caught up in what's going on around us. So God, today we ask that you'll help us to refocus our lives on the good shepherd because you love us so much, so much. And you have so much for us. You've been working on fields of plenty, of abundance, of blessing, if we'll just follow you. Maybe there's some in this room or watching online and that's the problem. You've just not been following the shepherd. The reason why you're in a field with weeds, the reason why you're in a dry place, the reason why it feels desolate around you and you feel desperate perhaps is because you're in the wrong field. You're following the wrong shepherd. You're, you're going after things that will not satisfy. And if today you'd say, Craig, you're right, you're describing my life, you know I, I feel that emptiness inside. I'm telling you, the only one that can supply the filling of your soul that you need is the one who created your soul from the beginning, and that is the Lord Himself the good, good shepherd. And if today you wanna make the Lord your shepherd, today you wanna put your hand in his and you want him to lead you into green pastures, then just raise your hand if you're in this room, just raise it up right now. Just say, yeah, that's me, that's me, that's it. Just raise it up online, type the word decided just like people did last week. You can do it today. Type the word decided in the chat and we're gonna pray for you. Just pray this prayer with me. Everyone pray this prayer so that those around you will pray it as well. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to be the ultimate sacrifice for all of my sin. I believe through his death, I can have eternal life. I accept Jesus today to be my savior and my shepherd to lead me and guide me for the rest of my life. As much as I know how I surrender my life to you. Thank you for accepting me as a child of God in Jesus name. Amen. Come on church family. Let's praise God for those here and online today that made a commitment. Listen, there's There's words on the screen that you can text to that number as a response. Uh, Some of you, your next step is baptism uh, because you've accepted Christ as Savior. Now you need to show on the outside. The Bible talks about this. And someone across the hall as well in room 115 would be glad to talk to you about any of these next steps and help you to take those today. All right, let's stand to our feet and get ready to thank the lord for his goodness and speaking to us today the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures i believe this week not only are you going to have rest but i believe you're going to help somebody else to have rest as well i'm going to ask prayer partners to come down be ready to pray for you if you have a need before you leave today, let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to be here today. Go with us at this place. Also, God, meet needs at this altar in prayer, and we thank you for your blessing upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Almighty
1: fortress, you go before us.